We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Walks into a three-pointer. That won't go. Knox trying to tip it. But Smart able to corral. And the Bucks will walk it out. So the Knicks will go one and six in their last seven games. And fall to five and nine here at the Garden. And three games under 500 overall at 12 and 15. The struggles right now continue. All right. Well... As things continue to slip away, as it were. Um, all right, Knicks lose. Something I feel like we've been saying a lot lately. Um, the final score, not that it matters, 112 to 97. Um, Knicks are now 12 and 15, three games under 500. Uh, this is their. Yet another three-game losing streak. Um, they've now lost six of their last seven games. And if you want to really, you know, go a little further, uh, since their 5-1 and one start, the Knicks are now 7-14, and 14, which means since they uh, started off the season hot and had a bunch of people thinking that, hey, Maybe this was a team that could do some things this year. Um, they have lost two games for every game that they have won. Um, obviously, part of the story of this game, and, you know, despite how they looked for parts of today, and, and of course I am indicating that they did not look good for large stretches of today, um, we should not forget the fact that they were missing three key contributors uh, R.J. Barrett, health and safety protocols, Obi Toppin, health and safety protocols, and um, <laughs> starting point guard, Alec Burks, uh, out for the birth of his child. Shouldn't go understated, um, considering that their centers have been a weak spot all year, and their centers were, eh, Mitch was fine today, but their centers are certainly not a strength of their team. When you take away three of the other uh, eight guys that have been playing significant minutes. And at this point, it's really three of the other seven guys because he's been going with a nine-man rotation, although obviously we'll talk about Quentin Grimes today and probably Kevin Knox too. You know, when you take away about half of the other guys, it's going to make a difference. And it did make a difference today. They missed Obi's energy coming off the bench. That was clear. A um, couple of the guys, you know, quickly didn't hit shots. Fournier didn't hit shots. Trust me, we're going to talk about Fournier. Um, 
you know, so when you don't have Burks out there as a guy, you potentially hit shots, obviously Obi and RJ um, has been hitting threes of late. So all of those things mattered. Do I think that had three of those guys or even two of those guys played that it would have made a difference in the outcome of today's game? Honestly, uh, no, I don't. And that is because, you know, and again, we'll, we'll get into some of the specifics of where this team is at right now and some of the specifics of what we saw today. Um, they can, there are little changes that can be made and there are rotation things and, and, and all of that stuff. At the end of the day, this is a team that just gave up 112 points at home. Um, they are, I don't have the updated standings, but they are more or less one of the five worst defenses in the NBA all season long. Since Kemba Walker left the rotation, which was obviously supposed to fix the defense. They are, uh, before this game, they were the 29th ranked defense in the NBA over the the stretch of whatever it is now, seven or eight games. Um, the thing that made them go last year, again, as I said the other night, I'm sure, uh, is is now broken. They don't have that that fallback. They don't have that one thing. Every good NBA team has to have that one thing that you could rely on, whether it's a player, a style, um, an ethos, just something consistent that you know whatever else you're going to get, you're going to have this thing to rely on. And I'm sorry, you know, Burks, OB, RJ being out, it's not an excuse for playing defense, you know, like they like they did today. And honestly, the Bucks probably could have put up about 125 on them. Bucks had a lot of open shots down the stretch that missed. I thought the Bucks left a lot of money on the table. Um, you know, that's really if you want to, and and I think the defensive issues, a lot of them do boil down to the center position. Not only the center position. Obviously, there have been some pretty dreadful individual defenders uh, this season. Uh, Kemba Walker was not good. Um, Evan Fournier has been – he was touch and go for a while, and he has receded from, like, touch and go, iffy defense to borderline abysmal at times. Randall's trying. He's, he started to pick it up. We're, I'm going to get back to Randall in a second. But, like – you know, when, when when the guys that are supposed to be – and RJ, you know, his defense has been inconsistent. Certainly hasn't taken the step up that we that we would have wanted it to. You know, but I, I really do like to focus on the center position when I talk about defense because it matters so much to a Thibodeau team. I know this has become a running, a running theme of late, but there's a reason. It's because it matters so much. That's one thing. And the other big thing is Julius Randle last season, if you go by – all NBA voting, if you go by MVP voting, if you go by certain advanced statistics, Julius Randle was a top 10 NBA player last season. Doesn't mean he was ever at any point in time last year one of the 10 best players in the NBA. He had one of the 10 best NBA seasons that a player had last season. And right now, he is not having one of the top 40, 50 Six, I mean, whatever your number is, however far down you want to go. And again, this is a guy that I've, I have I have yelled at people for having the audacity to, um, you know, besmirch after he has had decent performances. Because I am a big believer in accentuating the positive. And there have been some positives from Julius Randle this year. <laughs> Today was not one of them. Um, 
He had another terrible game. He has not had a good season. Um, and so much of what they did last year, so much of what worked for them last year, ultimately boiled down to this guy having a really great year and everybody else playing off of him. And that has not happened. Uh, there are bright spots. Obviously, I've been talking for almost seven minutes here. I haven't sung the praises yet of Quentin Grimes. It is awesome that Quentin Grimes is on this team and they got him. And I think he's going to be a good player. He's not a good player yet. He had a lot of shots today defensively. Big work in progress. A couple of ball control issues. Um, but got to be happy with Quentin Grimes. Just like we got to be happy with Obi Toppin all season long, but especially after Friday night. We hope he gets better soon. Quickly, I know he didn't have the best game today. A lot to be excited about there. R.J. Barrett, you know, we could talk about his ceiling. We're not going to talk about it today because he didn't play, but, like, still a lot to be excited about there. And this team still has other good players. Alec Burks has been good. Derek Rose has been good. Um, we could talk about Kevin Knox if you want. There are good pieces on this team. And there is a direction this team could go moving forward that I think could still be a positive for this franchise this season. But we are now at the point of getting really, 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 really close to looking in the mirror and um, potentially making some difficult decisions, making some decisions that may be in the best uh, long-term interest of the franchise uh, that will not necessarily make the team better this year. Although at the same time, I say that and I'm not sure if I really believe it. Because there is, there are some things that are kind of that have become glaring. Um, on that note, let's get to the super chat. I do have Tibbs on on post game today. We'll see if it comes through cleanly. Maybe we can listen to a little bit of of uh, of his uh, his thoughts. Um, Drew P with our first super chat comment. Um, Grimes needs to start over Fournier. Yeah, that's a good place to start. Um, Grimes needs to play. Even when everybody's healthy, Grimes needs to play. Um, I don't think that Grimes over Fournier in the starting lineup, I think maybe that's part of the answer. My fear is strictly from a point of view of it's very obvious that Evan Fournier is not part of this team's present or future. Um, If you look at, thank God, his effective field goal percentage on the year is not even that far off from his his career numbers. So I do still think they will be able to move Evan Fournier. I think they will try to move Evan Fournier. They have to try to move Evan Fournier. He doesn't fit with this team. He doesn't fit with their MO. I do believe he's been a big part of the reason why this team has struggled this season. Um, his numbers are okay. I do think you need to keep him as a movable contract. Can you still do that with him coming off the bench? Sure. Yeah, you can. Um, and part of me would be okay with that, but you do need to think big picture because the one thing you don't want is, is, um, a version of, is Evan Fournier stuck on your roster without the inability to put him in a trade as at least half decent money. You want to, you want to keep it the, 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 the viewpoint of him as like another team looks at him and be like, all right, we don't love it. We'll take it on. He could shoot. He's not that bad. And honestly, even if they do kind of put him on the bench and he, he plays less than 20 minutes a game. Probably still be okay, but I don't know. Um, Robert Cross, 48 of the bench, start Grimes, knocks back in the rotation, 53 wins. I'm kind of with you on the first one. Um, I'm, I could get behind the second one. 
Uh, Kevin Knox, all I hope is that some other team around the NBA – What? sorry, kids are loud. Um, day game. Um, the, only, the only disagreement I have there is with Knox. I, I hope teams around the NBA are watching, and I hope somebody out there in the league is like, you know what, that Kevin Knox, there may be some – some bloom still on the rose there. Let's go after him. Let's get him. Let's give up something to get him. I don't think Kevin Knox is an NBA defender. Um, I think he's a good shooter. Um, but like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay on Kevin Knox. Um, forgotten NYC. Is there anyone off the top of your head that signed a deal with New York that within 20 games was clearly not the right fit like Fournier? Absolutely not. Um, and, and specifically the way you phrased the question, because I like Tim Hardaway Jr., we could have quibbled about that contract as soon as it was signed. But when you saw him play, like even up until the day he was traded, like Timmy, you got what they were doing. And kind, Timmy kind of fit in here and because he was here once and we kind of liked him when he was here the first time. You know, Noah was a disaster, but that's because Noah was was a shell of himself physically. Um, you know, Bargnani was a trade. He wasn't a contract. Um, I mean, Jerome James, the Jerome James count, like there have been terrible free agent contracts. And again, Fournier has not been an objectively bad player. He just doesn't fit in, as you said. And that's a really good call. Dom Cappuccini, encouraging what I saw from Grimes and Knox. Um, Again, I'm a little, I'm hot. So here's the reason, like, and I, I want to be very clear. I actually think Grimes today defensively was worse than Knox. I think Grimes had some rough moments where he, you know, rough moments on ball. He got baited on a on the uh, uh, pump fake in the first half there. He helped when he didn't need to. You know, he got blown by once in the first half. He gave, uh, I forget if it was Pat Connaughton or whoever it was, too much space on a three-pointer there in the first half. Like, these are things, you know, they're little things. But the reason why I'm, I'm going to be much harder on Knox than Grimes is Kevin uh, – Quentin Grimes, I know he's an older player, but he's still a rookie. Kevin Knox, a fourth-year player. If it doesn't, if you, if there's a question as to whether you can play NBA caliber defense as a fourth-year player, that's an issue for me. Um, I, I'm going to finish this comment, and then we'll go to Tibbs. I feel like since the Atlanta Brooklyn games, they have been worse than they were prior to the um, the previous twenty games. Um, uh, I think Chicago game was okay after the first quarter, but no, that's fair. I agree with Wally. The transition defense has been most, most alarming. Agree. And along with turnovers and inconsistency at center. Uh, we'll listen to Tibbs for a couple yeah, minutes here. You know, like they, they got off to a good start. We, we starting lineup. We, had, we adjusted quickly. Uh, you know, so. And then I thought the fight was better in the second half. We had some good stretches, but if you have two or three bad minutes against them, they're going to make you pay. I thought our turnovers in the first half really hurt us. Uh, we had 20 points off the turnovers in the first half, so you know, we didn't use our fouls wisely. And you, you give the team like that, points like that, it's hard to make up. You've talked a lot lately about what you've been seeing from Quentin Grimes. Oh, this is a question about Quentin Grimes. Let's see what Tip says about Quentin Grimes. Seven, eight, three, everything else that he added to this game. What can you say about his performance, and does this does this influence him? Well, I could. I mean, I think that you know, it starts with practicing well, which I see every day, and comes back every night, comes in early every day, works extremely hard, very good in practice, and so 
we were confident when he got his opportunity, he would play well, and he did. And so there's still, obviously, a long one game doesn't, you know, make a, a huge difference, but it's a po- very positive step because of the way he approaches things. And he's, he's a great competitor. It's important to him. He studies, and he's prepared himself extremely well. He assessed with Oh, and here's a question about Kevin Knox from uh, yeah, Ian Same Baker. thing with Kev. Uh, like the, you know, he's he comes in every day. He's early. He's part of the early group. Uh, and really, their their job is the, a lot of those guys aren't in the rotation, but it's to stay ready so when you're called upon that you can perform well. And so uh, we know he's got the skill level to shoot. And it's the other things that we need him to do is defense and rebounding also. But uh, I was pleased with his readiness and his ability to shoot the ball. Well, that's Tibbs not really beating around the bush there. Um, again, I, I, I wish I wish I could sit here and 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 give Kevin Knox his flowers for like a great game. He took he had 18 points I think on 15 shots something along those lines. Um, you know it's good it's good to see the ball go in the hole. I like that. Um, I, I'm not ready to anoint. Um, I'm not ready to anoint Kevin Knox as as part of like some kind of solution. And quite honestly, if this season did take a turn um, moving forward, uh, I'm there are other guys that I would rather see get minutes than, than Kevin Knox, Robert McGinley. um, Honest question. What's up with Randall? God, (laughs) body language is terrible. That's always kind of been an issue with him. Not engaged with his teammates and counted a dozen times where he stood flat footed on help. Defense needs to be our leader in effort. Um, yeah, I mean, I think his defense, again, there are there are going to be those moments every game. I, I don't know about a dozen times. Uh, to me, nothing about his defense stood out as, as particularly terrible today. I Again, help defense is one of those things. I don't – I am usually when I'm watching the defense, I'm usually focused in on, on the fives, um, and I'm usually – focus more on like off ball actions and what things are going on. And then I'll, I'll go back and rewatch Randall's defense, but his defense hasn't been good this year. I mean, obviously that goes without saying, um, I don't know what's up with him. My theory. And I think a theory that's been posited by a lot of people is he came into this year with the mentality of like, all right, I got to adjust to fit in to make, to help these other guys fit in. And I got to adjust my playing style. And once he started to adjust his playing style, it threw everything off kilter and he's someone that I think everybody acknowledges. And this is getting at the defensive issues that you brought up. His offense influences his defense so much, so much, as much as any player um, that, that you could possibly imagine. And that, that is, that is the thing that if you are taking your cues from that quote unquote leader, you're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. And they get around it because they have guys like Taj and Rose and Burks and like good, good, you know, now Kemba, like good locker room guys, good leaders that, that actually play and are important on this team. But Randall's still the guy, you know, and that sucks when you're all, when your best, when your best player lets his offense dictate his defense can't happen, which is why there are some difficult questions that this team needs to consider moving forward about where they go and, and, and the direction they take this season. Cause I think they may have an opportunity here to do something in the better betterment of the long-term interest of the franchise. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Chad Cohen, is it, uh, is it getting to that time to flex from the original plan? What do you think that would even look like? Clearly, this group doesn't gel. It's so funny how when these Super Chat comments, literally as if I – and I don't read the next one. They pick up on the thing that I just said. The the, the switch from the original plan, the flex is, is – again, I'll go back to what I've, I've said it a bunch of times. Ever since Jeremy brought it up on the pod, referencing when the Clippers traded Blake Griffin. And why did the, why did the Clippers trade Blake Griffin? Because they thought they were going to pivot into a tank. I think for Tobias Harris and two, two, two first round draft picks turned out they were better. <laughs> I think if the Knicks traded Randall, I mean, if you go by the on off numbers, I mean, shit, they can't get much worse than they are with Randall on the floor. His, 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 his numbers on the floor are abysmal. They're, they're positively abysmal. They are, they are atrocious. That is not an overstatement. Um, but I think the pivot looks like trying to move Randall and there's going to be moves coming down the pike. Um, Something's, something's going to happen in Portland. Something's going to happen in Philly. I would keep an eye on on Sacramento, um, maybe even Minnesota. All of these teams have sizable salaries. The pivot for New York, though, would ideally would be to get like a version of Tobias Harris that the Clippers got several years ago. I don't know that that player exists. The only player that I could see, and I don't know that they're going to be in the – and I don't think New York would send him here, but like, could they end up with like a Harrison Barnes? I have no idea. Um, I'd love to end up with a Harrison Barnes and, and ship out Julius Randle if you would get some draft assets as well. Um, how many draft assets could you get by by taking on C.J. McCollum's contract? You know, that's interesting to me. 
Um, but again, if you're talking about the pivot, the pivot is let Derrick Rose run the show with obviously Emmanuel quickly, um, run more of the offense through whether it's Barrett or Obi or quickly or, or Grimes or like let the kids play, keep the other vets, you know, unless you get a, a, a first round pick for someone like a Burks or whoever. Um, and just do more of, you know, get someone who does the offense doesn't run through that player in place of instead of Randall. And and you'll probably lose more games and you'll probably wind up with a, a top 10 pick. But, hey, is that the worst thing for where this franchise is at? What's this franchise doing? What is this team doing this year? What's going to happen? What's going to change for this team to for them to become, if they even get in the play-in, which I don't think is any safe bet right now, if they even get in the play-in, what are they doing in the play-in? It's one thing if you were where you were at last year and just getting in the play-in based on the expectations of where they started would have been seen as a nice accomplishment. Now, I guess it depends on how they finish up the season. I, I wrote, I think, a few days ago that if they stay around 500 for long enough and then they make a run at the end and get in the play-in and maybe win a play-in game or two and then get smoked in the playoffs, like that would be seen from a narrative standpoint, from, a, from, a, from an MO. Like that, I could, you could sell that. You could sell that, but they're three games under 500 now. Where are the guaranteed wins coming from? Where, like, I, I don't know. And, and here, here's the problem. If you keep chasing the turnaround for long enough and it doesn't come, well, then maybe you've missed your, missed your chance to pivot, which is why I really do think the next several weeks are going to be important for this team and the direction that they go as a franchise. We'll see. Maybe they win some games and they make me look really silly for saying this, but um, I, I, I don't know. Um, Anthony Sixto, does Kemba go from starting to zero minutes even when undermanned? Point the giant red arrow to him being moved. Um, hashtag 43 wins final offer. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he's – I mean, I, I think they'd love to move him for something. I think he'd probably like to be moved. And I think he, if he went to the front office and said, I'd like to be moved to a team where I can play – I think they would try to honor that request. Here's Julius sitting down at the podium. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't really care what Julius has to say. Um, I, I mean, I think if Tibbs thought that Kemba could was there's a reason to play him, he'd play him. But I think if you're looking for reasons why Kemba didn't play, in addition to them keeping keeping him on ice for a potential trade, it's one go look at the on off numbers with him on there. Um, number two. Um, he's small and against this team, especially Milwaukee with their size. If you play him alongside Rose, you play him alongside quickly, you're screwed. And number three, he shot it like shit after the first six games of the season. Um, I'm not sure there was a reason to play him quickly. If, if one of Rose or quickly were not healthy today, that'd be a different story. But both of those guys were in there. So I was very confused by the pregame chatter of like, oh, well, Kemba definitely has to play now. It would be crazy for Tip. I, I don't agree with that. Um, I don't look at it as like, oh, wow, he's playing Kevin Knox over Kemba Walker. I, I don't – to me, it's more of a positional thing. Uh, Junkhart Athens, Knox just helped us get Miles Turner. Man, I wish that was the case. I hope so. I'd be great if it's the case. Um, D Black, um, Grimes, 3 and D. Knox, 3 and no D. Fournier, no 3 and no D. Today, no 3 and no D. He is shooting still 38% from deep on the year, which, again, thank God for that. Because if he wasn't doing that, then he would not be movable. Pretty clear who needs to play. Au revoir, Evan. Great insights as always, Macri. Loving KFSS. Yeah, thank you, guys. I, and again, I just want to apologize to everybody on here. If anybody is like, 
because I listen to myself and, and go round and round in circles trying to trying to figure out this fucking team. And I'm like, I don't even think I'm making much sense sometimes. And that is what this team has left me with is I, I just I can't oftentimes make heads or tails of what's going on for as much as the issues are obvious. You think about the, the nitty gritty and like where the changes are at and you're like, OK, this change makes sense. This change makes sense. This change makes sense. And it's all individual things. And every road you go down, there's like, well, you still have this issue and you still have that issue. And then you have to worry about this contract. And then there's no great answer at this position or that position. It's a, it's a team that that's what happens when you have a team that's not in a great place right now, which is why I think we are finally at the point of considering a pivot. Um, Dom Cappuccini, back for more. What's going on, Dom? If all three problems aren't cleared up soon, I just don't see a play in appearance. I'm sorry. I don't think I just don't. I just don't. And I think the uh, turnover regression is just as alarming as the defense. At least we got our youth. Um, what's the turnover regression? I think that mm, that's, I mean, I don't think they're being sloppy with the ball as a team. I think Julius's uncertainty with the ball has certainly led to a lot of the turnovers. Fournier's lack of lack of um, care with the ball is very frustrating. And, and like, look, you also got young players uh, here and, and handling the ball more. Like, that's what happens when you give more responsibility to a quickly an OB. Today, Grimes had five turnovers. That wasn't great. You know, if you want to – I mean, obviously, turnovers – look at Randall today. It was, it was terrible. But Grimes had five, too. Um, again, a young player getting his first start, trying to make stuff happen. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Those are five good turnovers, as far as I'm concerned. Well, not, not good, but you get my point. It's fruitful. They're they're in the furtherance of something good. Um. So yeah, to me, it's more the defense. But yeah, I I, I co-sign that comment. CT Pittman, what's going on, CT? Hope you're well. The eye test says these kids are more exciting than the vets, and it's more than exciting. You can be exciting than bad. And, and you can sorry, you could be exciting and bad. These kids are exciting and good. Obi is exciting and good. He's not perfect. Like I went back and watched uh, most of his minutes um, in the Toronto game. You know, he still had some some not great stuff in the half court. He still has not great moments on defense. But the exciting for him translates to winning basketball quickly. Same thing. Grimes again. Some rough patches today, but it's that dude's going to help you win games if you put him out there and you and you give him a chance. Is he as good as what the version of Fournier we thought we were getting was supposed to be? No, which is why I don't begrudge Thibodeau for having the leash that he has had on Fournier after you've just signed him to the contract that you signed him for. Um, but at the same time, everybody at this point after 20-some-odd games was like, I'd rather see Grimes. Of course you'd rather see Grimes. Um, they play uh, finishing the comment. They play with a lot more heart and energy. Every one of the vets who got paid are underperforming. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I gotta say, I'm I'm well. Rose, I'm fine with. I love what we've seen from Rose this year, and I love what we've seen from Burks this year. They got paid. They're fine. Noel, I don't know if it's health or whatever. He's been bad. To me, this is this is Julius and and Fournier. You know, they were – I know we all pe- penciled in RJ as the second option on offense this year, but, like, 
truth be told, given Fournier's track record, that was probably a little premature. It probably should have been for real. Um, Julius one Fournier kind of two a with maybe RJ is two B and then Kemba's issue obviously was he had an immense amount of time, immense amount of trouble slotting in as number four. Couldn't do it. Um, but even Kemba, like he had moments. It just, it was a fit issue. I think more with more, more with Kemba um, blueprint needed to play deuce more. Um, again, it, that's a positional thing. Deuce is a point guard. Quickly was healthy. Rose is healthy. You, you'll trust me. If this season goes the way I think it's going, you'll you'll get a lot of deuce because uh, they'll move Kemba and they'll they'll. I mean, I, I hope I, I would. It would kill my soul if they moved uh, Derrick Rose. But if there's there's a contender that could probably use Derrick Rose. Um, Andrew, be ready to uh, take some pictures of any super chats below here so we don't lose them. We got Grimes at the podium. Got a smile on his face. Just kind of walk me through some of the things that we're going through the last. Where did you feel the most ready? Where did you feel yourself like pushing it all out there on the floor? Kind of just walk us through the flow for you today. Yeah, I think just like it's different when you start the game because you kind of kind of get into a flow a little bit. So I feel like once I was out there, kind of got up and down a little bit. Once I kind of let my first shot go, I got comfortable. Touching balls, just coming off pick and rolls. I feel like I was real comfortable because Matilda, you always preaching, stay ready, stay ready. Y'all always did a great job. Pre-game, every game, we're getting us ready. So I really felt comfortable out there. It's great to stand with. And, and for you, what will be the takeaway? What did you learn today that will make you a better player as you continue your rookie season here? Uh, I think just, just knowing I can really play with you guys, those of you defending champ, it wasn't like we came in playing one of the, the lowest, lower seeded teams in the East. We came in as a defending champ. I feel like I kind of learned a lot more about myself going against uh, the defending champ. And I feel like you got to keep on improving so uh, my game, just take it day by day, whatever it is, start coming off the bench, do what I can do to help the team win. And, What's your mentality when you're not in the rotation? You're just practicing. You know, like how you Ian asks, "What's your mentality?" Just to stay ready every day. Uh, coach Aaron, uh, just a great job being every day. You never know. Like like today, we had two guys down. Uh, Cash stepped up big. Um, I did what I did. It's just you got to always stay ready. Energy in late late nights, uh, before practice, after practice, you got to just always feel like that you're going to start a game, but you never know when you never want to get called. How tough is that to stay patient? Uh, when you're not yeah, it is. I'm not going to lie. It is. Just not, you, you want to be out there playing because you're out there help the team. But like, you all got to just do what it is. This coach is going to do the, uh, so the best for the team. And I just got to be ready. Like, I might get called for the first, like you said, last two two minutes of the first half just to play defense. And I got to come up with that mentality just go out there and do what I can to help the team win. If, you, if you're looking for a real silver lining and something to actually put a, put a smile on your face um, today, Big picture wise, you know, I don't think this front office for a, a second expected last season to go the way they did. I think once the season went the way it did, obviously they had to attempt to make some win now moves this summer. Um, and obviously the, the finger of blame has to go on them for Fournier because it hasn't worked out. 
I thought it would work out. A lot of smart people, I'm not, I don't consider myself a smart person, but people who are smarter than me thought it would work out. Maybe it wasn't worth the money, but they thought it would look good. Same thing with Kemba. Hasn't worked out. They have to own that. But if you look at this front office's drafting record over the last two years, Obi quickly, Grimes, we'll see what happens with Deuce. They clearly, they bring in workers. They bring in good kids. They bring in talented kids. I like uh, Jericho Sims, even you want to throw him in there. Uh, I like that. If you and and I wonder, it's going to be interesting if the push and pull between the front office potentially and the coaching staff, because I'm sure Tibbs has no interest in in tanking away the season or just playing the kids or whatever. I, interesting. Um, Luke Chamoon, Shaman, Shamoon. Do you think Kevin not playing today has to do with December fifteenth being this week? And there's a deal in place. I personally don't buy it. But would love to hear what you think. Yeah, I, I kind of addressed this before. I don't think – I think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Um, I uh, I think if Rose or Quickly went down, I, I, I actually think he probably would have played. Kemba would have played. But I don't know. Is, is it, I mean, they're that worried about something happening to him, I guess. I don't think they have a deal lined up, though. Maybe they do. I, you know what? Who the hell knows? Maybe they do. I don't know. But I do I don't think it was purely about that to answer to answer the question. And again, I get it. I'm not that's to me not why they lost they didn't if Kemba Walker plays in this game, I don't think it makes one iota of difference um in terms of the outcome. Um, you know, the again, the Bucks scored 112 points and they should have scored a lot more if they had actually hit their shots down the stretch. Um I Kemba's not helping that. And it's not like they didn't have some guys who made threes, but you know, we'll we'll we could agree to disagree there. Um, okay, I'm up to Hush Zoo. So, Andrew, if I missed anybody between uh, Hush Zoo and the comment I just read, let me know. Um, Hush Zoo, has Randall been the most disappointing player, not just on the Knicks, but in the NBA, compared to where he lo- was last season? Walt goddamn Perrin is a guy. <laughs> um. You know, oh, man. Amongst, I feel like I want to pull up the standings here. Amongst amongst the, the quote-unquote top guys in the league. Um, oh, thank you, Andrew. Uh, I'll get to any, the other comments I missed. Amongst the top players in the league, Um, Bradley Beal has been pretty bad, but they're winning and he's, I'm sure he's trying hard. And like, I I don't think they'd be able to be winning games if he wasn't at least doing the other things. Well, I just know he hasn't shot it well at all. Uh, I mean, Russell, Russell Westbrook, I don't consider a top player. So that's probably, that's not a real answer. Um, Dame has not been good, but again, you know, he was starting to put it together, but Dame's been pretty bad. And uh, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox hasn't been very good either. Um, do we count Zion? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, Adam is, a, I think, the comment I missed. Randall in a package for Ben Simmons. Oh, that's a little bit too much meat on the bone for a live stream. Um 
I'll say this. Check out the newsletter in the next week or so. I have a feeling I may want to write something about that. I just, it's not nuts. (laughs) It's not nuts. I also, if you're giving me the choice of, well, you know what? I'd really have to sit and think about that. It ultimately comes down to what you think of Ben Simmons. There are people watching this right now who would rather cut off their left arm than trade for Ben Simmons. And I, I honestly, those people have a point. There's a lot of reasons not to want to trade for Ben Simmons. By the same token, Ben Simmons has had moments over the last two, three years where he's looked like one of the 10 or 15 best players in the NBA. Uh specifically when he has not been next to Joel Embiid. I don't – man, I, I mean, if Philly was willing to do that and you didn't have to give up a whole lot else, I, I, I just I, – I don't know. But there's a part of me that feels like where this team is at, swapping out ben, Randall for Ben Simmons is not – but then again, there's always another move that comes down the pike, and, and I don't know. That's a good question, though. Um, oh, Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Ben Simmons is unvaccinated. Didn't realize that. So perhaps that would not be the best trade. So maybe that'll make the decision easy. Robert Cross. Green called it on Randall offensively before the game. He is in between wanting to make the right play versus being a volume shooter. 53 wins. Hashtag. I love that you are going down with this ship. You are uh, Robert Cross. You are the, the, the violinist. Is that, a, is that one of the people that was in the band on the Titanic? You are the violinist on the Titanic. I love you. Keep hashtagging 53 wins until it becomes physically impossible. I, I'll keep reading it. Um, yeah, no, that's I said at the, at the top. That's the issue with Randall. He doesn't know who he is right now. The question is, can he, can he figure it out? And here's the even better question. If he figures it out and if he starts to look better, do you still look to deal? Do you look to deal when his value is high? Interesting question. Um, and the other issue, I, mean, I think I said it before, but in case I just – sometimes I think I say things and I don't actually say things. Um, they are not going to send Randall just anywhere. They would work with Julius and they would not trade him unless it was a place that he was okay with going. I feel, feel pretty confident saying that. So the question of like do we trade Randall, do we not trade Randall, I don't think it's quite that simple. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. U2B, Randall's a big problem, but Tibbs is the real issue. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to uh, – look, Thibodeau has coached a team that, as Breen said on the broadcast, has gone down by 20 in five of their last six games. Uh, I can't very well sit here and say that 
Kid Tibbs has been a great coach. I don't put the blame for this season on Tibbs one iota. If you want to put the blame on Tibbs, the blame, I guess, would go schematically, defensively, with what they're asking guys to do. But this is the same scheme that they ran last season that was the fourth-ranked defense in the NBA. Guys are not executing the scheme as well. So if you want to say then the problem is Tibbs' scheme on offense and maybe as it utilized the new parts as well. All right. I mean, I don't know how much of that's Tibbs and how much of like Randall insisting to run things the way he wants to run things. You know, and if Tibbs can't get through to Randall, well, that is an issue with Tibbs. But in terms of like rotations and stuff, like I, I look, I'm obviously always going to be in the minority here. I don't think any, any rotational or, or, or decisions of that nature that Tibbs has made this year. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll die on the hill of like five more minutes a game for Obi Toppin, but short of that, I don't, you know, this team hasn't been that good. Uh, Tibbs, Tibbs isn't the one in uniform. Uh, Dan Hidalgo. This is what I'm talking about. Open competition. Yeah. Open competition is a good thing. I like it. Um, uh, I, Andrew just texted me, uh, hashtag 53 wins was referring to the next two seasons. Not just this one. I'm here for it, Robert. Um, jub jub. Randall and Rose should have been arrested today. McBride and, uh, Samanek, Luca Samanek should have gotten their minutes. Worst case scenario. They suck and we still lose. I, um, I, I see to me, that's, I don't, I don't, I'm not there yet. Randall, first of all, Randall doesn't need rest. Um, and that's something you do in game, you know, 66 or 76, not game uh, 20, what would we say, 27. Uh, so, look, again, the season uh, keeps going this way. Everybody's going to get their wish. Um, CT Pittman, back for more. What's going on, CT? I'm just afraid Dolan gets involved if we keep losing. He's been quiet lately, but if the losses keep piling up, what he's got he's going to do something. This is where, you know, when a lot of us praise the Leon Rose hire, not knowing what Leon Rose was going to be as an executive. The thing I pointed to, at least, is he's a guy that's had James Dolan's ear for, for the better part of like 10, 15 years. Hopefully, that continues. Um, I... You know, I think that the buzz around the, the team and narrative surrounding the team, that stuff matters to James Dolan. But, like, if they made a smart move here and did something responsible for the long term and then, like, the young players played more minutes and they look good, I think he'd be okay with that. I don't know that, though, for a fact. I mean, this is James fucking Dolan we're talking about. Who the hell knows? Um, hold this L. Oh, this is this might be number one. John Wall for Julius. The front office was stuck, but we all knew Randall was an anomaly. I hope we keep Tibbs long term. He knows how to develop talent. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I, I to me, Tibbs. I've said it a few times this year. I think Tibbs is the foundation, the closest thing to a foundational thing that they have, um, which is why I, I ride or die for him. Um, I didn't know Randall was an anomaly. I didn't think he turned into a pumpkin. I thought he might regress a little bit from deep or from long too, but I didn't think he would forget 
how to like play the style of basketball he played last year. Um, and he has it in total. It's just been, he's been madding, maddeningly inconsistent on offense. And then that times two or three on defense. Um, I, that being said, I would not trade Julius Randle for John Wall. I think Julius, I think Julius Randle still has value around the league. I think you'll get something for Julius Randle. Um, I just don't know what. Um, but that's you know, I, I get people who are who are uh, who are frustrated. That's for that's for sure. Uh, okay, we're almost caught up, and then I'm I'm gonna be getting out of here. Jordan Bub, you forgot Rokas is balling in your You know, I said, I said, you know. Should I say Rokas? And I didn't. And I'm, I'm happy you said it, Jordan. Yeah, no. Rokas is ball, balling in Europe. Might be a nice little trade piece. He's not coming over this year. But, um, yeah, no, that, that's a good draft pick. Uh, Zach Puckernoy. I'm not ready to give up on Julius. Here we go. I like this comment already. I needed some some positivity because it's been too – I've been too hard on Julius today. They needed a point. They need a point guard, a center to stop moving like snails, and Fournier needs to stop being French Brian Scalabrini. Um, yeah, that's you know that's that's very fair. Um, you know, but I, I I guess the reason that I'm okay critiquing Randall is because he is the star and he likes the attention and he likes being the star of the New York Knicks and he welcomed that and he wanted that and. Got to take the bad with the with the good, and he has been bad. Have those have the centers and has the the was the Kemba thing and the Fournier is that doing him any favors? No, but again, look at the on off numbers. Look at how he is, how the team plays when he's off the court. Um, that's really damning, really damning. Uh, I don't know how you know. What else to say about that? Jeremy E. Uh, what is this? What does the team look like with Ben Simmons? Well, so this team with Ben Simmons, I think Ben could play with a traditional dive man on center in at center. I think he'd be fine playing with a traditional dive guy on center. I think Ben Simmons plus uh, Obi Toppin essentially at the five. Or Ben Simmons, like playing small ball five, whatever. Those two is your four and five, and then three shooters who can move the ball, like Simmons, Toppin. I don't know Burks, Rose quickly, um, or or RJ, you know, whatever. Throw in there, or or Grimes, throw in there. What like that's that's a devastating that's a devastating offensive unit to try to stop. Talk about a guy that likes to fly. I mean, Ben Simmons, you want to put him on the floor with Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly and Derrick Rose? Ooh, boy. I mean, turn on the Jets. And then on defense, I mean, obviously Ben Simmons is one of the two or three best defenders in the league. Um, so I think he'd fit in where, well there, too. I mean, it would it would work. It, w- it would work. Does Ben Simmons have issues? Is Ben Simmons maybe more, much more of a regular season player than a playoff player? Um, does Ben Simmons fit in the locker room? Should the team go get Ben Simmons instead of potentially going for a top six or seven pick? Um, these are all very fair questions. But in terms of like, you know, would Ben Simmons look good with the other pieces they have on this team? Fuck yeah. Yes. Um, 
don't know if I'm there yet. Uh, Anthony Six, though, this team lacks anticipation. How much is that trust versus ability? That's a great question. That's a really good question. I, I wish I had a good answer for that. I think – you know what I noticed today a lot? And it, a part of it was because Knox was playing. And a big part of it was New Orleans Noel. Just guys jumping. You know, guys jumping at other at, – at, and blow-bys and then somebody has like an easy layup. Or somebody has an open three. But, like, why do guys jump out? That's because they're reacting to other things. And it's a domino effect. And all of that speaks to guys n- not knowing or not being able to be where they're supposed to be on time, which is indirectly an effect of, not being, of guys not being able to stay with their man initially. That's ability or effort. Um, or guys overhelping or underhelping. That's trust. You know, I, I was breaking down the Toronto game, and I noticed the play where Emmanuel quickly, uh, Derek Rose and Emmanuel quickly were guarding the perimeter, and they switched. Good, clean switch for quickly. Uh, Justin Champ- Champagne, Champagne, whatever the hell the big point guard is on um, on Toronto, had the ball, drove baseline. You know, quickly had it corralled well. What does Nolan's Noel do? Nolan's Noel comes over, or excuse me, it wasn't Noel. It was, it was uh, Mitchell Robinson. Comes over all the way from the corner, um, leaves his man wide open, pass, corner, open three, bang. That's whatever you want to call it. That's trust. That's basketball IQ. That's just mit- t- Mitch not thinking the game, um, which is like, again, I'll take it back to something I said at the top. Their center play has been fucking atrocious this year. With the caveat that, like, when Mitch is down low, he's still he's, – he's battling, he's banging, he's getting the offensive rebounds, he's making nice putbacks and whatnot. But, like, okay, that's that's one aspect of defense. He's, he's, you know, getting some good blocks every now and then. Those are two aspects of the game. He's struggled in space. He struggled with positioning. He struggled – just knowing where to be at the right time. He struggled moving around. He does nothing on offense instead of putting the ball back. Um, you pass in the ball, he doesn't move with the ball, can't dribble the ball, fumbles the ball occasionally. And he's the better of the two. Maryland's been fucking worse. Um, it's such a big issue with this team. And I, I know it's maybe probably not as big an issue as Randall, but it is. I don't know how I got talking about the centers. All right. Uh, I think we're almost done. Uh, Troy Hendrickson, got to have more creativity than than uh, DHOs for 48 minutes. Try horn sets for backdoor movement. Our bigs can pass. If, if Nerland's the well can catch a ball, he could throw a pass. Mitch, I mean, can he – yeah, I guess he could pass to the level of like an NBA player. Is he a good passer? Is he a playmaker? Is he a creator? Can like you rely on him to make the right play? Can he do anything in the short roll? Those are all no's for me. Um, probably the most predictable offense in the league. I, I think they try to play to their player's strength. And, you know, by the way, they get a lot of open looks. And they miss a ton of open looks. They missed a ton of open looks today. I don't watch an offense that doesn't know what it's doing. I watch an offense that kind of, you know, is it does it seem a little stale sometimes? Are there moments where it could, you could – but 
you know, teams game plan against this stuff. Like everybody fucking runs horns. You know, it's like there's only so much stuff you could do as a team. And ultimately it comes down to do you have guys that can make shots? Do you have guys that are that can release it quickly? Do you guys ha- do you have guys who can hit cutters? Do you guys do you have guys who make smart cuts? Like they have some guys that can make smart cuts. How many guys do they have that can hit those smart cutters? This team doesn't have an elite passer. Like Derrick Rose is the best passer on the team. He's a good passer, passer for point guard. You know, Quickly's learning how to be a good passer for a point guard um, or for a combo guard. You know, Randall, okay. Um, you know, I just I, – I think Tibbs is trying to play to the team's strengths. And, again, at the end of the day, players just have to play better. Um, and they are not playing – several guys are not playing as well as they need to play. Um, and I think that is about all that I have to say about that. All right. We have talked about this game uh, for 52 minutes. Uh, I think that was probably few few more than we should have. One more shout-out, Quentin Grimes. Good to, good to see you today. I uh, hope Obi Toppin gets better. I hope RJ Barrett gets better. And um, – I don't know. I don't know where I want this team to go from here on in, but I know uh, this is not fun watching this team do what they're doing right now. So hopefully they figure something out. Uh, And on that note, I'll see everybody after the next game. Peace.